0: Hey friends! Welcome to the Confetti Moments Podcast. I'm your host, Courtney Hinshaw. I believe that picture books open the magic for all readers. Today, open your heart and let all the book feels in. It's going to be so much fun. Let's open the magic. Welcome to another episode of Confetti Moments. I'm so glad you're here. On today's episode, I have new author Andrea Burns who just came out with Failure Friday and I cannot wait to talk about this book because as you all know, I believe that you must fail to grow. So without further ado, can you please like shout from your car,
1: hello Andrea! Hello everyone! I'm so excited to be here. I mean we just, you know,
0: we have a, we have so much fun when we do these together.
1: I know. Cause we talk all the time anyways. So it's just like, you know, a natural conversation, but it's just recorded. Everyone can hear what we talk about, you know, on the reg.
0: It is, you know, and she just had actually a failure happen and she turned it into a success story of yummy desserts. So I'm just going to like, let's just get started and we'll see where this goes. So, Tell us about a story about a time when you failed and it was tough on you. And you could also maybe throw in the cookie story that just happened.
1: Okay, so I've been thinking a lot about this. And when I was writing Failure Friday, I actually had really good conversations with my family because I was like, I don't really remember failing that much. My mom kindly reminded me, oh, no, you had this. You didn't get into the choir you wanted. You didn't make you know, varsity dance team, we made JV. I mean, she was like listing all these things off. And I, it's so funny how at the time those things were such a big deal to me, but I've already forgot about them. So, but I would say probably the one I'm the most scarred from is in Minnesota, when you do your driving test, it's pretty intense because I know some other States, you know, depends, but I failed my driving test twice And I was, you know, the baby in my grade. And so uh, I almost failed a third time too. And I was just like, I just remember that being like the biggest deal in the world. And I can't believe I failed and all my other friends can drive, but I can't. And I just, that was probably the most ingrained in my memory of my biggest failure. But as a child, I mean, I didn't really make like dance competition teams that I wanted to, but School wise, I was never really hard on myself. I was just like, you know what? I tried my best and my parents were very supportive as well. So, I mean, for me, it was more socially. I failed at well, like, I, I feel be- like when
0: you're a teenager and you don't pass your driver's test, that is like traumatic because that's kind of when you turn 16, that's all everybody talks about. And to let you know, I did not fail, but I missed the amount you were allowed to miss. So I missed 15 and that's <laughs> like in the state of California, you can only miss 15 and I missed 15 and you know, I I'm, I'm still driving today. So I was gonna
1: say everyone probably will think listening that I'm like a terrible driver. I have never got I need mean, knock on wood. I've never gotten a ticket. I've never been in an accident. So, you know, it was just because I did it on a course and I wasn't used to the course guidelines. So I but I memorized it. I ended up drawing out the map and studying it because I did it so many times, which is kind of funny.
0: Oh my gosh, I love that. And I also love that you did not make varsity. Dance team, because y'all, she is like a miss, like dancer. Like you just give her a song and she's like, has a routine down in like three minutes.
1: Well, I didn't make it because I wasn't flexible. Like I had, you know, the charisma, I had the style, but I wasn't flexible. And so I could never do my splits. And that was always very scarring for me that just that one thing held me back. But You know what? I ended up becoming JV captain um, and just learning a lot from it and being more of like an entertainer, more enjoying it. So, I mean, I learned from it and I moved on.
0: I love that. I love that. Okay. Let's talk about your new book, Failure Friday. And I'm not just saying this because I'm one of Andrea's really good friends. I literally was reading it and I thought to myself, every parent needs this book. Every classroom needs this book and it really like this topic is so important because we downplay it so much but we live in a world that everything is about perfectionism and you're bringing failure to light. So tell us about the book and give us any good secrets that even I don't know.
1: Ooh okay. Well, first of all, thank you for your kind words, you know, Courtney's always been a very big supporter of my dream of writing a book, and she kind of early on gave me good feedback. So, thank you, Courtney, for always being so supportive of this book. Um, but when I wrote Failure Friday, I obviously used to be a classroom teacher, and I would see kids be so hard on themselves um, due to whether they failed a math test or they failed at being a good friend, or they even failed at winning in the huge dodged ball tournament that we do every single year, which is a huge deal at my school. Um, so I kept seeing this happening and I was like, okay, these kids are absolutely freaking out if they fail or if they lose. And how can we teach kids how to, you know, learn from their mistakes and just move on? Because some kids, I mean, they hold on to things for not only hours, but days and weeks. And, you know, we have to teach these kids that life is not perfect. People are not perfect. And for you to be able to learn from those things, you kind of have to take a step back and look at what you can learn from it. So that's what the book is about. It's about a girl named Emma. She is not a natural runner. Her whole family is a big runners, big marathon runners, And, you know, her parents encourage her to try out for her school's run club. Well, she ends up making it, but she, I don't want to give away the story, but pretty, pretty much she ends up failing her team and she's really disappointed in herself and her coach who happens to be her teacher really walks her through why her teacher thinks it's important to fail and teaches her really valuable life lessons through her experience.
0: Oh, it's so good. It's so good. Okay. My favorite part of the book has to do with food. I mean, come on. Um, walk us through the acronym pie that you selected for the book and how you came up with each letter.
1: Absolutely. So one thing that's funny about writing a book, obviously, I'm very new to this, but um, lots of different manuscripts, lots of different characters. And so one of the things is I originally wrote this story as a boy who was trying to make the perfect pie. So it was still about, failing and perfectionism, but I wanted to tie pie in. Oh my gosh. I remember
0: that. Now that you say that, I'm like, Oh yes, I remember that. version.
1: Yes. So yeah, there was multiple different versions, which is fun to look back on now. But, um, I just really thought, how can we take pie? Because, you know, everyone says it's as easy as pie and who doesn't like to eat pie. So I thought it'd be really fun for kids to help them remember these steps that I kind of came up with, through this acronym. So P is putting yourself out there, which I really don't think people realize when you take a chance and put yourself out there, you're either going to fail or you're going to succeed. And so just putting yourself out there is the most important step first, because you can't grow if you don't actually put yourself out there. And then I is ignoring the negative self-talk in your head. And I thought that was so important to include because you know, growth mindset is huge right now. And so many kids have that negative self-talk and whether they don't talk about it out loud, even us as adults, you know, we're hard on ourselves and we have negative self-talk. So I know that teaching kids to hopefully not do that and teaching them the steps of how not to do that is a really good conversation to have while reading the book. And then E stands for enjoying the journey. Just because you fail doesn't mean you can learn from it and doesn't mean you can eventually move on and just enjoy it. So
0: I'm just sitting here thinking of what you're saying. And the one, the second one, I, oh my gosh, brain and what was I stand for again?
1: I ignoring this negative self-talk.
0: So I really truly believe I'm in conferences right now with my kids at my school and there's so much negative self-talk and I feel like your book is a great example for parents to buy and read with their kid and I just had this idea literally 5 minutes ago that I thought of for your book and you know how when you were little and you got to take home like the class rabbit or whatever I almost think and I'm going to try this on today's today's failure well it's Thursday national day of failure I'm going to create a list and each student is going to take this book home for the weekend and we're going to do it for a couple days. I don't know. And they're going to read it with their families and then they are going to do something with it so that the parents can see like, this is what the teachers are trying to promote to our kids because the reason why they have negative self-talk and I'm going to say something that, um, no one come at me with this, but the reason why kids have negative self-talk is because there's so much pressure put on them and they don't know how to handle it.
1: Right. And a lot of times too, with a negative self-talk, um, it's from who models it, whether it's at home or at school. That's why I would, as a teacher, always be, try to be very careful about the way I talked about myself, or if I was having a bad day that I would try not to say things out loud because what kids hear at home or at school, that's what's going on in their head, we model it for them. So I think it's a great idea to have, you know, your kids do that so they can have that open dialogue and open conversation as a family about, you know, negative self-talk. So
0: good. Well, I've kind of already given you my opinion on this, but I would love the author's opinion on why is this book the book that every parent and classroom teacher need? Like why, when you were writing it, what were you thinking about how to get it in the hands of kids and parents?
1: Well, I originally was like, you know what? I really want I could just envision it in a classroom. Being a classroom teacher for 8 years, I haven't seen a lot of books about failure, and so just knowing that this could be one that it's in the title, Failure Friday, and it really gives kids the idea of what the book is about. Um, and I won't give too much away, but there celebrating failures in the book and the teacher pops confetti and has a huge party and I could just envision people having failure Fridays in their classroom like I just was thinking you know whether that's in a morning meeting or in a all-school assembly just really normalizing failure Um, that's just what I was thinking as I was writing the book now the more I talk about the book I'm like you know, parents need this at home too. And it's hilarious because I don't know if the audience knows this, but now I work at um, a bookstore, the learning tree in Kansas. And I had a dad, he's like, what is failure Friday? Cause it's propped up on the cash wrap. And I'm of course, you know, my staff is like, Oh, you're just talking to the author, you know, they're the sweetest things. And he's like, wait, you're the author. And he read the back and he was like, wait, my daughter, she's in fourth grade. She needs this book. Like this is literally mirroring what's going on right now at home like she tried out for I think it was like class president and I was like oh I didn't even think about that you know, Um, she was, and she's he, like I'm pretty sure she's not going to get it but I haven't found out she's going to find out, you know when we get home from school today. And so he's like, if I have this book ready to go in case she doesn't get it, he's like, this would be such a great learning opportunity. It was the sweetest oh, thing. Oh my stars. I know. And he literally had me sign the book and take a picture with it. And he's like, can I please have come back with my daughter so she can meet you? I'm so excited to read it to her. Like, it was just such a surreal moment. I was like, oh my gosh, you know, parents can use this too at home. You know, they want to have those conversations too.
0: Oh, that's so good to me. So good to me. And I love the dad was there in a, in a store buying things. Oh, that's so great. That's so good to me. Okay. This is a hot topic and Carney are kind of already alluded to it, but what do you say to people who push back celebrating failure? Cause even I, when we were talking, I was like, okay, if we celebrate it too much, then kids are going to be like, well, who cares? Like I'm failed. Like, right. Like, what do you say? What do you say? Author?
1: I think you have to have a balance. I think it's the way you approach it. Um, Cause if you fail at everything, like, you know, when I was a teacher and kids would be like, I got a D and I'd be like, no, <laughs> we don't want D's. Like some kids just aren't aware that sometimes they are failing. Um, so having self-awareness and just the way we present it to them, I would say this is more for kids who have that perfectionism in, in it, sorry, in them and for example, if they get a B instead of an A, like that is still to be celebrated. That's still amazing. Just because it's not the best grade you could get, you still probably improved. Let's celebrate that. And honestly, I have not had much pushback. You know, I was thinking about that too, writing this, you know, people, there's always gonna be people who have, you know, things to say. And I have gotten so far um, really positive feedback about it. So I think celebrating failures is something that needs to happen and it needs to happen at home and at school. So hopefully everyone is um, receptive to it and will do that, you know, at home and at school. But like I said, it's the way you approach it. Because I mean, if kids are failing, you know, academically, then yes, we need to not celebrate that and really help them grow, which we can celebrate the growth. You know, if they go from a D to a C, that's, you know, that's still celebrating and growth. I
0: love that. I love
1: that. All the way you approach things, I would say. I think that's
0: in life. It's all about how you approach things. It's always, um, I was listening to a sermon in my church and it talked about, it's always how you respond to things like that, and that can like determine your experience, like how you respond. So very Uh true. What have you learned through failing?
1: Oh gosh, like I said, I, I mean, I fail every single day. And that's the thing about this book is, It's been actually very interesting with a lot of my friends because I have the best friends ever. They're so supportive and they bought the book, even if they don't have kids. And I have had friends send me texts and videos being like, I needed this today. Like, this is what I needed. And so just hearing that I'm like, even adults experience failure every single day. Um, I mean, like I said, I don't even have, I mean, I could talk about, like I said, my high school experiences, my baking, my cooking. I mean, I feel all the time and I just have to learn and grow from each and every one. And, you know, to, I mean, failure is a part of life, so it's just going to happen. And I've kind of accepted that. And I think um other people need to accept it too, because nobody's perfect.
0: I agree. And she usually says, oh, it's a hot mess express happening.
1: I mean, I am like the definition of a hot mess, but I eventually get it together, but I have to learn and say, how can I do this better tomorrow? And I just, you know, wake up with a fresh mindset.
0: I love that. I love that. I love that. Okay. What, and then you're speaking to me right now. So as many of you know, Andrea is very B type and I'm very A type. So (laughs) what is the number one piece of advice you can give to perfectionists?
1: Okay, so- uh, I was thinking about this and I really think, I mean, cliche, nobody's perfect, but I really do think it's all about how you, like we just talked about approach life. If you go into things with I can only have things a certain way. It needs to be a certain way. You are going to go through life miserable because nothing, things are going to go your way and you're going to have to just accept it. And Courtney's laughing at me right now because her and I have had this conversation multiple times. So it's just like you just have to accept that things are going to change. You have to be flexible. And it's funny because Courtney and my husband are both type A. So I feel like I'm preaching this like all the time, but. I just think that life's too short to focus on the small stuff and you just have to kind of accept things how they are and move on and learn from them.
0: I love that. That's really great advice and taking it to heart right now, girl. All right. What is next for you? What can we see coming from Andrea Burns in the future?
1: Oh, dear God. Okay. So I was thinking about this the other day and I know everyone takes social media breaks and my life has been very hectic the last three to four months. My house was hit by a tornado. I quit my job. I got a new job, found out I was pregnant, Turned um, a, had a book come out. Like, I mean, my life, I'm like, I was looking back the other day. Cause I am hard on myself. I'm like, you know what? I'm not doing, you know, my social media stuff as much as I should. And I'm like, wait, let's look at what I've just gone through the last three or four months. Like these are big life moments and I have to give myself grace. Um, but hopefully now that I'm feeling better being a mom, which is something that I am so excited about is that's, what's going to be my priority coming up in life, but I still don't want to lose my identity and who I am. So of course I still want to do my bookish stuff. I, I, and planning on hopefully writing another book. Cause I don't want this to be a one and done. I would just love to continue doing this because I find it to be so rewarding. So hopefully that will be in the works sometime soon, but right now my focus is going to be this little baby coming in March. Oh my gosh. I can't wait.
0: Oh, I'm so excited. Well, yeah. is there anything else you want to share with my listeners that I've not asked yet before rapid fire?
1: Ooh, I would just say, uh, I really hope that you consider buying the book because it's just really special to me and everyone that I've talked to so far, which I haven't gotten any negative reviews. I've still been looking on Amazon, <laughs> um, but everyone just is so positive about it. And it just makes me so happy and my heart so happy that this is really resonating with people. And I just hope that that positivity continues to spread. So
0: Well, girl, the world needs this book. And I will, again, at the end of this episode, remind everywhere where everyone that you need to go get Failure Friday, because I'm not kidding you. It is a book that every single person needs because we all have to handle failure in our life. Because like Andrea said, we are human. So five book, people. (laughs) All right. My favorite questions. Rapid fire. Here we go. What book are you most excited to have come out in 2022? And it can't be your own.
1: Okay. So now that I'm a book buyer, I see a ton of new books come in and out. So this was really hard for me, but most recently it was the new Oliver Jeffers book. Meanwhile, back on earth. yes, I just got that in the other day and I read it and I, I absolutely loved it. It was just so the way he wrote it and how it goes back and forth between there's some comedy in it and history and the way it's just so well-written. I was obsessed with it. I was like, I love this book. um
0: It's so people, cute. And the, and the, the rainbow and the, Oh, I want it so
1: bad. they're Amazing. Amazing. So that one, and then um there's one coming out called something wild by Molly Rutten. And she's the one that wrote, i'm not a thief is that what it's called yes yes yes
0: yes yes. Mm -hmm. and i
1: love her illustrations and this one is about how a girl she's a violinist and she has a performance coming up and she keeps hoping for something wild to happen so that she doesn't have to go and perform on stage because she's so nervous so she has all these scenarios happening which i think oh my gosh that's so great i know
0: well, I just saw a new book. It came out a couple of weeks ago, but it's by um, Edina Menzel. And I cannot decide if it's her sister because her sister has a T in the last name. So I don't know if like Edina changed hers when she got famous. I don't know. But oh, I,
1: we, just got, we just got that book in and I'm pretty sure it is her sister. Okay.
0: We read it today, today last week. Yeah. Everyone we're recording this early, whatever. <laughs> we read it, oh my gosh. It's so good. Andrea. It's I so read cute. it.
1: It's so cute.
0: Yeah. But I like saying that part and the kids were just like dying. They couldn't. Oh, I bet
1: it. they loved it.
0: Yeah. And then I got a card from the um, editor and it had like, you open, remember those cards back in the day you would open them and they would like sing to you or you could do yes. it. Like, okay. So it's like that. And it's Edina singing. And they're like, Miss Hinshaw, you're so much better than her. I'm like, um, are y'all like, you're lying to me. Oh my God. I am not better than Edina Menzel. Never, ever, <laughs> ever. <laughs> So, but that
1: was funny. Okay. Do you like pie? 100%. What's your and pie? I, have, I have a hot take. I don't like apple pie. I just like the crust on apple pie. I don't like the chunky apples. It freaks me out. Um, but French silk, a hundred percent and pumpkin pie. Love it. You like pumpkin pie? Oh my God. Yes.
0: We are no longer friends.
1: I mean, are you eating the chunky apples? Yeah, I am. <laughs> yep. I can't do it. I can eat apples, but just not in pies. Okay. Well, you know,
0: tomato, to tomato. All right. Favorite bookstore.
1: Okay. Well, I have to promote The Learning Tree in Kansas. This is a great bookstore, but also, you know, my favorite bookstore. It's Pages in Manhattan Beach. Woo, woo. We love Pages. We love Pages. We do. We do. We, we love yes. them so much.
0: All right. Favorite place to read.
1: I was thinking about this the other day, which I am getting back on my reading train and I'm very excited about it. And I'm reading a really good book right now, but we can discuss that later. Honestly, just in my couch with my dog laying at my feet.
0: That's adorable. If you could put yourself in a book, which book would it be?
1: I think this is so hard. I'm I think I go back to my youth and what I found magical and I would say magic tree house because I have always wanted to travel in time with Annie and Jack. I would love that. And then, um, Eloise at the Plaza, like make me Eloise any day of the week. Oh my
0: gosh. I love, I that, love that so that. much. If can you please dress up like her for Halloween this year? I was
1: thinking about that. That would actually be really great. I it love
0: it. It would be so awesome. All right, everybody, you need to go get Failure Friday. You can get it at any local bookstore. They can pre-order it or not pre-order it, but they can order it for you. You can get it on Amazon. Where else can you get the book, Andrea?
1: You can go to www.failurefridaybk.com and it will give you all the different websites you can go to purchase it from, which is Barnes and Noble, um, Amazon. You can go straight through the publisher's website and get it there too, so. That's
0: so fun. All right. Where can my Confetti Moments listeners find you so they can connect with you and learn more about Failure Friday and everything you're doing in the world?
1: Absolutely. You can find me at bookishburns on Instagram with three S's and also read bookishburns.com if they want to go to my website.
0: Awesome. Well, this has been such a pleasure to talk with you and I cannot Wait to see how people celebrate Failure Friday and their own failures, because everyone just remember we're human and we're all going to fail, but we learn from our failures.
1: That's right. Thanks, Courtney. Hey, teachers. How are you? I am just so thankful
0: that you have been listening to the Confetti Moments podcast. It is something that I love to do. I love to share my love of picture books and books and the love of teachers with all of you. And you know what I would love as well is, hey, why don't you share this podcast with another friend to spread the magic with them and leave a comment. Let teachers know, what do you love about this podcast? What do you want me to share more of? I would love to hear from you. All you have to do is go on to wherever you listen to your podcasts and leave a review. Thanks so much. And as always, open the magic. Friends, I love a good graphic tee, don't you? Did you know that I just launched my new magic wear? Yes, that's right. I have new designs, colors, clothing, cups, and hats. You can celebrate the love of reading by rocking and open the magic hat to the beach, a picture books or my jam shirt to the gym, and sip your chai tea latte on Fridays like me in a all new All the Confetti Moments logo mug. Order today by visiting my shop at bit.ly backslash magicware store. Again, that's bit.ly backslash m-a-g-i-c-w-e-a-r-s-t-o-r-e. All right, let's open the magic together and spread the love of reading all around the world. Thank you so much for tuning into the Confetti Moments podcast. I hope each story or tip you heard today brings the love of reading into your heart. Take this confetti and sprinkle it all over the children in your classroom or home. See you back here next Monday to open the magic.